What's good? It's your boy S. Foster back for another episode of 28 Minutes or Less. And this is episode 90 of the podcast. Man, it feel like it took me forever to get out of the 80s, but hitting episode 90 today. And um, I got an episode today in the subject matter that um, it's a movie that I saw a while ago. I saw the movie, I saw the doc, all that type stuff. And it's a movie that. Um, you know, it's based on a true story, true events. Um, you can research it, you can search it, you can Google it, all that type shit. And the movie I'm doing today, it actually came out in 1999. And 19, first of all, 1999 is probably like the best year of cinema. All right. If you want to hear more about this, you can go to um, the other podcast that I do with my guy, Scoots Bronson. We did it, Movies of 1999, episode that we did on Viewers Anonymous, because it all came up. I always got to tell the story. It all came up because this is before we started <clears throat> really doing like a list of like the movies that we're going to do. Like we know like in advance, like the movie that we're going to do. And <clears throat> this was before we did that. And so we were sitting there trying to think of a movie to do, and we was like, yo, he just says, let's do the Black Witch Project, right? Which was funny as hell. And so we ended up going down a wormhole while we was doing a podcast, start looking at all the movies that came out in 1999. Like, yo, like, I compared it to what people say, three of the greatest draft classes in the NBA. People said 1984, 1996, and 2003. I was like, I don't know what the other two years are, but 1999 is, is like one of the best years of cinema that ever came out. So anyway, so this movie came out in 1999, starring Hilary Swain, Boys Don't Cry, right? Um, this is a movie about a, a transgender, um, from Nebraska wasn't I would say that they wanted to transition um, because what we do know the technology was out to do the surgery um, I don't know well I do know by the lifestyle that I'm going to say both to respect the person um, Tina Brandon and but they went by Brandon that I don't know if I'm pretty sure they didn't have the money to get this type of surgery done but the surgery existed because now all this stuff went down in 1993 and if you know about the Teddy Pendergrass story um, there's a documentary on him came out a couple of years ago and he had got into a car accident and this was in the late 80s early 90s um the car accident that actually left him paralyzed and when he got into the accident there was whispers that started to come out because they was like yo like there was a transgender in the car 
and come to find out he had a you know a relationship sexual relationship with this transgender and i bring that up because this was the late 80s early 90s so it was out there but i'm pretty sure it was very very expensive and brandon had got a lot of charges you know most of them was always like forgery because he always pretended going around being a guy and when you look at the real pictures of him you know kind of look like a dude just a little dude you know what i'm saying but there, there are little dudes that are there there are dudes that are you know five four five two all that type stuff real thin like it exists it's not that uncommon and it was something that he was striving for to get it done but they was always caught up in this lie you know like being from Lincoln Nebraska he was able to accumulate a lot of girlfriends and it never always went too far because what ended up happening was eventually the secret ended up coming out and when you start thinking about the things that he was doing to keep this persona it's like it's not a long shelf life. Like there's no way this could last this long. And he, he even proposed to one girl, but the crazy thing about it is <laughs> he used her credit card to buy the ring. That is some wild shit. And she's like, yo, you're giving me a ring that I paid for. And at this time, it, it was already swirling around town that, now what I'm speaking about right now is because you're not going to find this in the movie. There's a documentary that came out in 98. This, uh, the movie came out in 99. And it's called The Brandon Tina Story. And so that's how I'm able to have like all this information I'm sharing at this moment. And so it started going around town that too many people start to find out will find out that like, yo, you, you really a girl. Like you just walking around here pretending to be a dude. So the way the movie portrayed it, the movie portrayed it that he was at a bar, ran into this girl, and the girl is somebody who's very important to the story. But the girl ended up being Candace and ran so he ran into Candace at a bar talking to Candace and John and Tom ended up coming over and then it was just like because in the bar Brandon went to go get Candace some cigarettes some older guy comes over and try to holler at Candace Brandon like yo like I'm sitting here you know I'm talking to her boom 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 getting into this whole fight they help her will help him fight the rest of these dudes off and so then then Candace like, yo, we're going to a party. You want to go? And Brandon like, yeah, like, I'm trying to get the fuck out of town anyway. So, end up leaving with them to Fall City, Nebraska. Well, was it Fall City? I think it was Fall City. So, anyway, the way they portray it in the documentary is just the fact that so, so many people started to find out about, yo, like, you're really a girl. And you're running around here pretending to be a guy. You're kissing these girls. These girls are not lesbians and but they didn't seem too 
freaked out about it. But when Brandon ended up going to this small town, like these people were, they wasn't they wasn't too fond of, of, of gay people, transgender people. You have to think like <clears throat> we talking early nineties, and you're talking about transgenders. Like it's you know there isn't a lot of support. There isn't a lot of people who are accepting to this. I mean, look, we're still dealing with this in 2022. I mean, it's it's, it's a little it's more accepted now than it was then. I mean, you see the progress in it, but as far as the movie, it is seeing it being played out by Hillary Swain. That's that's the one thing. Like that's that's wild. Like the the career that Hillary Swain has and had, and I mean, even when you come up to the point of like. When you think about her doing this movie in 1999, you know, you look at some of the movies, like noticeable movies that she was in. I mean, come on, like, like when you're talking early 90s, I remember her from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, like, she has, you no, know, she wasn't the main person in that movie, but she had a pretty good part. You know, the next, the next Karate Kid. You know, that was something that, that made some noise. And, you know, she was in 16 episodes of Beverly Hills 90210. And so then next thing you know, like, this Boys Don't Cry movie come out in 99. Uh, her portraying Tina Brandon. And it's like, I think that she did a really, really good job. I, I, I don't know if if they could have used a more noticeable, noticeable actress to play that role because I think that you can tell that Hillary had a a potential to be something special. You know, to, to come out to be that she is now. I mean, you think about now, like she's. She's one of those actresses that's, that's a legend now. That no, like she's one of the people that people don't really bring her up, and I, I think it's because her her private life is really kind of private. Like you don't really know like a lot about Hillary Swank. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I, I think that's one of the reasons why she don't really get mentioned as much. But personally, I think I think she did a really really good job. You know, doing the role of Tina Brandon but I think that this story is so crazy because the the links that these dudes went because Brandon was dating this girl Elena and it's like the things they go through people's head is like one of the most 
oxymoron thing that you can ever think of. It's like you you can hate a person. Now, I get it. The one part of them being portrayed of the fact of like yo, like you like our little dude. Like you hung around us, we took you in. You know, you've been staying with us, hanging out with us, all this type shit. And the whole time, you're really a girl. But Brandon went around saying that they had a, a identity crisis, which he really did, especially at this time, because it wasn't when you're talking early '90s, man, and you're talking about transgenders, not even not even gay. Gay is a whole nother thing, and Brandon would even go around and be like, "Yo, like I'm not gay, like I'm not a lesbian." Like, really had that feeling that they was really a guy. And he would tell people that they're herdophodite. And it's like, no one really knew what that was. And and what that mean was, like, he was born with both, both parts. So that was one of the things that Brandon would try to go around and say, like, yo, like, yeah, I got a girl body, you know what I'm saying? But I got a dick, though. And in all actuality, he didn't. And it's a very dangerous thing to do because when you are portraying to be a guy to girls who are attracted to guys, it could not have a good ending. I mean... Because when you think about it, Tina Brandon, you know, slash Brandon, died at 21 years old. You know what I'm saying? Well, excuse me, was murdered at 21 years old. So that chef life is not long. And it has to suck to... Because, see, I'm the type of person, when it comes down to transgenders, when it comes down to gay and you know, being a lesbian and all this type of stuff. My whole thing is, at the end of the day, you got one life to live and you have to do what make you happy. And I don't have a problem. I don't have a personal problem. I don't have any problem. Because my thing is, yo, you love who you love, you like what you like. At the end of the day, I love what I love and I like what I like. So it's none of my business what you do in your personal time. And all of this little stuff like, hey, um, you know, wh- what are you going to tell your kids and all this type of shit? Uh, it's called a teacher moment. Sit them down and you explain it to them. If they don't get it, that's completely fine. Because there's things that I don't get. And that's just what it is. You're not going to understand everything. That's just a part of life. What you can try to do is you could try to understand or at least come to a conclusion where it's just like, okay, this is what it is. I, you do what you do, I'm gonna do what I do. That's the way that I view it in the way that I view life. Cause it's just like, I don't have a problem with you going around feeling like a guy and you want to take those precautions to become a guy. That's all on you. You got the money to do it. Hey. That's just like I say, like, 
when people like you be around some people and they be like yo what's the name just bought a new car and 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 oh man they they, they bought this type of car man they got money now you know what i'm saying like i don't hate on them it's like yo if you got it spend it so if you got the money to get the procedure done then do what you do and i think that brandon just did not have the money to get this stuff done so they was playing a long game but they was also playing a very dangerous game because i think in this case they're just like the the biggest thing that i think got tina brandon slash brandon killed was just not being honest with people but at the same time it's not his fault because people wasn't accepting to it so how do you live a life where you are attracted to women but you feel like a man but you can't find any women to date you so you have to portray yourself to be something that you're not and you have to try to explain it to them later but you also have to account that these people got either mother father sisters brothers family members like every, everybody's not going to be accepting to it so when you start to think about your happiness the only thing that you can do is lie to everyone so yourself can be happy and with it being what it was it's a very dangerous game to play and Tina played it and she died early and the biggest thing was what I just mentioned it was the other people because when Lana found out she was just like yo I don't care because there were certain instances where she figured it out like I don't uh, she didn't speak about this in the documentary but she gave a lot of interviews so maybe I don't know if this is something that really happened or if this is something that they put in the movie because there are some differences and there's one thing that I really have a problem with I get to towards the end of this podcast but there was one instance where the first time they was having sex and Tina Brandon, you know, slash Brandon would always wear a t-shirt and a shirt, like a, a big baggy, like a button-up shirt over. And when he was on top of her, you, you know, having sex or whatnot, she looked and she could see down the shirt and you could see like like cleavage and what Brandon would always do is like they would have this wrap and would wrap to you know to smush their titties down so and then when she always had sex she was always fully dressed like they spoke to you know some of the ex-girlfriends on the Brandon Tina doc and they was like yo he always had clothes on he never took his clothes off and they were just like something that they said was amazing was the fact that he used the dildo but didn't have a scrap on and it was like yo like how in the hell did this dude do this without because the one girl was like yo I you know I felt you know his ass to see if there was the one scrap parts that 
because when you see people with scrap on, like it'll go a thing to go like around your waist and like up under your butt and all that type stuff. And they was like, there was nothing there. So they was like, I don't know how the hell they pulled this off. So in that scene, it showed cleavage, but then there was another instance. So they were taking Lena and a friend to work. And this car pulled up on them. This was portrayed in the movie. The car pulled up on them, these girls, and these girls talking shit to them. So they started like chasing them in the car. So they end up peeling off, and then police end up hitting the blue lights on them. So they running from the police for a little bit. Then Brandon end up stopping the car. They get pulled over. So long story short, Brandon goes to the courthouse to pay for that ticket, which using <laughs> forging checks, and they already had a bench warrant out on them because he thought that he was going to go to jail because he got he already had a, a failure to appear in Lincoln, Nebraska, and when he went to pay the ticket they was able to get the bench warrant from Lincoln so they was like yo you're saying you're branding such and such but Lincoln sent us this saying that you're Tina Brandon so they end up locking locking him up and so Lena end up hearing well she got a letter and so she goes to courthouse not the courthouse to go to the uh, the county and uh, like yo what, what are you doing being locked up in here with the girls and it's like yo you know they, they screwed up and nah 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 so then she used her daffodite excuse and she was like yo I don't give a fuck what you are like you know I'm gonna get you out of here and so I think that Tina finally found, well, Brandon finally found someone who accepted him for him. And he always used this method excuse. And this is the thing when you're living a life of lies. Like those lies start to stack on top of each other. And it's a never ending, never ending story. So Brandon would say that he had a father in Memphis and his mother was in Hollywood with, with his sister because his sister is a model. And I think the whole Memphis thing and the reason that he wanted to go to Memphis because I think that that's where he could have got the surgery done. I don't think Nebraska... Nebraska is never looked at as like one of the most progressive cities. Well, not cities states ever so I don't think that there were doctors who would even do this procedure back there. I didn't do no research on this but I just feel Nebraska being what it is there's no one that would do that there and I think that that was the whole thing of going to Memphis is because I think that Brandon did research and like yo I can get this procedure done there and you know he was already taking steroids and stuff like that so because when you see the real pictures of you know Tina Brandon you like 
they could pass for dude. Like, like there were there were the face was a little feminine, but not as feminine as you know Hillary Swank. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's that's why it was, it's kind of difficult watching Hillary Swank play it because it's like, yo, like you just look like a chick with a short haircut. You know what I mean? But the actual Tina Brandon. You know, kind of. You know, you could tell how it could. You know how they could be passed for a dude at this point. So, Lena ended up getting Brandon out of jail, and this is where it gets crazy. So, Lena's like, "Yo, let's let's go away. I go to Memphis with you. Nah, nah, nah. Blah, 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 blah." blah. So she went to her house to go get her stuff. But this is where the problem lies. The problem lies, the, the cat is out of the bag, the story's out. That Brandon is actually Tina Brandon. It was in a paper and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Like, is this, a girl is this a dude like what is this so Lena goes in and get her stuff everybody's there she's like yo like what the hell is going on and they're like yo we trying to protect you you know look at the paper this person is not who we think they are they name is Tina it's actually Tina Ray Brandon like is this a dude is this a girl like what what is going on so Brandon ended up now this is how it's portrayed in the movie. Now there's a lot of witnesses there, so I don't see why they wouldn't be able to have this in there. But at the same time, there's something that was left out that I really do not like. But anyway, so Brandon comes in like, yo, what's up everybody? And I was like, yo, what's up with this? Like, this paper saying that you're Tina Brandon. And so long story short, they ended up snatching them up taking them into the bathroom and one dude um, is holding him from the back and the other one is unbuttoning pants pulling down to his ankles pulling drawers down to his ankles to see that they actually have a vagina and you know he used to wear a sock you know in the pants to you know give us up a little bulge or whatever whatnot so they're like yo like what the fuck like you know dude was like you know i stuck my finger up there like hey you know this is a chick and so at this point brandon is like embarrassed humiliated to the point of like you you can't imagine what is going through a person's mind when everybody's staring at you you know, there's like six people staring at you. One person that you love is looking at you and you are humiliated. You feel like shit. You don't know what's going to happen. That's a really, really tough position to be in. You know, for someone who is 21 years old, yes, an adult. But at the same time, this is someone who mind is obviously not full developed at this time with with feeling like a boy wanting to be a boy, being attracted to girls, but not gay. So 
to be outed in this type of way. Like the way that Brandon was outed in their hometown of Lincoln, it's like, you know, it just started going around town that, yo, like you really a chick, you know, calling her, calling him all types of names, all of this type stuff. So that's why they end up leaving the city. But to be outed in that type of way, in the way that they showed it in the movie, like you have to like really think this is a true story. This is based on true events. Like, what is the mindset of this person right now? Like, you know, Hillary Swain is crying hysterically. Like, it's like I can't imagine what is going through, you know, Brandon's mind at this point. So they ended up snatching him up and driving him to this factory where they take turns raping you know Brandon, Tina Brandon and when it comes to John and it comes to when we're speaking on the Brandon, Tina story, the documentary he's like yo like I couldn't get it up you know what I'm saying he was like, once I like really got it up, and like, cause the way he, the way he explained it, he was like, yo, like he was just trying to like to keep humping, like to get it up, and, and ended up busting. He was just like, yo, I ain't even really get it in, like you know, it, like he tried to explain it, like yo, like I was so hyped on doing it that you know I ended up busting quick and didn't even get to do it. So Tom, technically, the way that it is. The way today is funny. Tom is the only one that actually raped Tina Brandon. When you look at it in that type of sense, like they both raped them, but at the same time, you know, one person was actually able to get in and you know what I'm saying, do what you do. So the crazy part about this whole fucking shit is the sheriff's department and the sheriff like the line of questioning now they put some of it in the movie but when you listen to the questioning that the sheriff was saying to her to him Brandon Tina Brandon is fucking ridiculous asking shit like I understand like when it's a rape investigation you you know, you need the details. I get all of that. But like to keep repeatedly asking like, yo, when they pulled your your pants down and, and realized that you was a girl, did they did they fondle you? Did they stick their finger in that? And Brandon's like, no, really? They, they didn't really fondle you. No. You don't find that odd that they didn't stick their finger. It's like, why do you keep asking the same fucking question about the stupid ass shit? Like, that was one thing and then like I get asking like why are you running around here acting like a boy when you're really not I can get why you ask that question because he's like yo like they're going to ask you this on the stand but some of the questions was very unnecessary and I think that that was just a small minded person in a small town who didn't understand transgenders and like there's still people who don't understand so like I, I understand it to that point but like to somebody that is a victim in the line of questioning that he was asking it kind of felt like 
they was being treated as a suspect and not the victim. And so to get back to it, they rape, they rape Brandon and then end up giving Brandon a ride. And so Brandon ended up going back to Lena's house and Lena and her mother is like, yo, what did they do to you? Like they, she, she said that she thought that they only beat him up. You know, she said she found out later that they actually raped. So Brandon files the report and Lena's mom goes over to talk to Tom and John. And like, yo, like, did you do this? And she was like, now, I don't know if this was a test or if she was just really looking out for them. She said that she told them, yo, if you did anything, you might want to cover up the evidence. And she said that John went and grabbed a, a wet rag and started wiping down some stuff. And she was like, that's when she realized, yo, like y'all did this shit. That's fucked up. And the events that happened after that is why I place a lot of blame on the police department. Because number one, the way that they treated this whole rape investigation was bullshit. But number one, a lot of questioning was bullshit. But they called John and said, yo, we need you and Tom to come down and you know, for some questioning on this on this rape thing. So they deny the whole thing. So the sheriff let him out. John said that they asked him to do a polygraph and he said that he wouldn't do it because he said he knew that he would fail. But the treat now when it comes to rape investigations, they're always I mean they they it's better now because now you have, you know, a special victims unit and all types of stuff like that. But rape has always been a thing that It's not always handled very swiftly, I would say. Um, so they let the dudes out. And Brandon knew that he couldn't stay with Lena, so went and stayed with Candace. Now, the way that this murder goes down in the movie and the way that it really happened is something that I don't like. Now, don't get me wrong. We know that movies, when it comes to based on a true story, everything isn't always what it is. You know, for instance, like when you think about something like Friday Night Lights, they portrayed that game against that Perriman and Carter that that was a championship game. Actually, it wasn't. It was the game before the championship game. Um... When you think about Glory Road, the game appeared, the championship game appeared to be closed, but they was like, yo, Texas Western dominated them. So they do things to what they feel makes the story either more intimate or whatever the case may be. So they don't always do everything exactly the way that it happened. The way it's portrayed in the movie is 
Lena have like sex sex with Brandon. Um at Candace's place. Tom and John shows up and shoots Brandon under the chin. Tom well John does that and Tom stabs um, Brandon. Shoots Candace. Candace had a baby, had like a two-year-old or 16-month-old. It was a young baby, but it was old enough to walk. Or it might have been three. So they kill Brandon, kill Candace, leave Lena alive, leave the baby alive, and leaves. And the next day, the way it was traded in a movie, Lena wakes up on top of Brandon. Her mom comes in, grabs her, and that's when the police is called. But the way that it actually went down in the actual documentary, the Brandon Tina story, is John and Tom comes over, but there is a black guy there that is a friend visiting from out of town. So they come in, same details with uh, with Brandon the way they did um, Brandon. They left the baby alive. They did kill Candace, but they also went in the room and they killed the black dude. They completely left the black dude out in the movie. I think that that is a detail that need to be spoken on. We're not talking about well, this is the game before the game. We're not talking about the game wasn't this close. We're not talking about this is a very huge detail that is being left out of a movie. And the way that you kind of can view it is like, yo, y'all saying that this black life does not matter. Now, when it comes to John and Tom, all three of them got charged with a, uh, three counts of murder. John is on death row. Tom is just serving uh, three life sentences because he ended up snitching on John, saying that John was actually the trigger man because they didn't have a lot of evidence on John. They had more evidence on Tom and Tom ended up snitching on John. But I just felt like even though this black guy was never in the film like there was no black people in the film they said it was on the, like in the documentary they're like yo it's probably on, like two families that are black in this whole town but I feel that that is a very significant detail that's left out and I think that it's easily to be explained like you didn't have to have like a whole dialogue like there could have been like a little quick dialogue they could have came into the house the black guy's there. They could have had a little scene where the black guy's like, yo, like, you know, blase, blase. Like, they didn't have to make it. I think the way that they, they viewed the film is just like, yo, these are the main characters. So we're going to show this murder. But 
we don't want to add this other guy because it's going to complicate the film. I feel like most people who have seen this movie, I'll say a good percentage of the people never really looked up the real details or watched the, the Brandon Tina story documentary. So you would never know that there was a black life loss. And I just feel that that's disrespectful to the family. Or it could have been a situation where they asked the family and he, they said that we don't want you know, this person to be involved. But I personally don't think that's how they went down. I think that they just wanted to keep the characters that they had and they just didn't really want to add you know, more sauce to the story. But I also feel that that just shows how much evil Tom and John was. To go to the lengths of killing Brandon, Tina Brandon, for the simple fact of that they was betraying themselves to be a dude and y'all raped this, this, this person and then y'all killed this person because y'all believe that they're going to testify against y'all about the rape. And it's like, why, why did you rape this person? Why, why did you feel, oh, because you lied to us, we're going to rape you. Man, that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. So I think overall, it's a good movie. I think that, you know, these stories of, of things like this need to be told because when it comes to the transgender community, I think that the biggest thing, and this is just my opinion, and, uh, and I'm not trying to get canceled or anything like that, but I just think, especially now, because it's, it's not completely acceptable, but it's more acceptable. And where I'm going with this is, I think that your best bet is to be honest. Because we hearing of things that are happening to people of this community. And it's the fact that people are upset that they have sex with a person and then come to find out that that person that they had sex with is actually was born a man and now they are a female or vice versa. And I think that people should know and especially for your own safety as the transgender person is I think that you should tell this person because you don't want something like what happened to Tina Brandon slash Brandon to happen to you because I think what that does is that brings like this humiliation to this person that they felt that they was duped and they actually had sex with person that is the same sex as them. And especially early 90s, it was a very dangerous time to be out there, you know, doing those type things. But, you know, I felt that this was a movie and the story that needed to be spoke about. Uh, it was something that I wanted to speak about on my platform and 
you know, it's being Pride Month and all that type stuff. It was just something that um that popped up in my head, and I was like, man, you know what? I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a pod on it. So I just wanted to throw something out there that was um you know significant to the time, you know. So that's all I got today. Um, me and Scoots Bronson, we dropped a episode last night. Um, we did Conversations with a Killer, the John Wayne Gacy tapes. Um, we dropped that. So y'all can find that on all major platforms um, for the viewers anonymous. Shout out to my guy Casey. You know what I'm saying? That I do um, the person that does all the music for this podcast. So I appreciate him and what he does for the podcast. Shout out to E. Carter and Siege. Shout out to JD. I need to hit up JD, man. We even need to do something soon. But um, I appreciate everybody to take a, to take the time to um, to listen to you know this podcast on this platform, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I've been doing this for you know a long time. Um, it's actually next month will be uh, five years of potting. So uh, I appreciate the people who have been there, you know, throughout the journey, the people that have came in through the middle or wherever you came from, or even if, if this is the first podcast you ever listened to. So I appreciate everybody um, for taking the time out of their day to listen. Um, you know, you can follow me on all major platforms at s.foster8 on Instagram and Twitter at 28 minutes or less pod. That is on IG, only on IG. Um, you know, rate, subscribe, you know, leave a review, all that type stuff. I would love to have some feedback on the things that I'm doing and this podcast as well. Um, so until the next time, this was episode 90. Thanks for listening. And your boy is out. <laughs>